Welcome to Beacon Baptist Church of Lexington, South Carolina. We trust today's podcast will be a blessing to you. To be honest, I'm a little nervous this morning. Uh, let's go to uh, Luke chapter 19. I'm just going to obey what God's leading me to do. Amen. And lead me to preach. And I, I have another text that I'd feel much more comfortable preaching, if I could say it that way. And uh, but I'm just going to obey the Lord. Amen. Uh, God in this thing to obey Him. Amen. And uh, he told me to move across the sea. Amen. And uh, if I can't obey him in preaching a message, amen, there's no sense moving across the sea to obey him. Wow. Amen. This is what your notebooks look like when you have kids. Just <laughs> That's not my notes, I promise you. That's my kids' notes over my notes. Amen. <laughs> so about every other page of my notebook here looks like that. Uh, but... Uh, but anyway, oh, it's on the front page. That's what I'm looking for. There we go. All right. So uh, for, for the, those that were not here during the Sunday school hour, uh, my name is uh, Aaron Wilson, missionary to Albania. My wife's name is Candy. God's given us seven uh, wonderful children. Uh, one brother looked at us uh, at another church, and he saw our family, saw how many children we have, and said, yep, you qualify to be a missionary family. <laughs> All the kids we have, amen. But I thank God for them. I, now, now that we have them, I don't see how we ever lived without one of them. Uh, they're treasures from the Lord. Uh, well, I remember one uh, elderly, elderly lady, uh, trying to think of her husband's name. You probably know her husband's name. Lives up close to Tennessee. But old man of God, his, his wife grabbed me by the arm down in Florida, shook me, shook me. And she looked at my family. She said, you're rich. You're rich. Had tears in her eyes and shaking, shaking me. She said, she's telling me you're rich. She didn't know how much money I had in my pocket, but she looked at my family. And she, t she tried to get it down in my soul that I was rich. And I thank God for my family. God's allowed us to serve in Albania for seven years. I was worried getting back to the States. I thought my kids they were, were going to get back to the States. They're going to see family, friends. They're going to fall in love with the America and not want to go back. It's going to be a hard thing getting everybody back to Albania. And, uh, and thank God my little boy came to me the other night. He said, Daddy, he said, I miss our greenhouse, and our house in Albania is green. And he said, I want to go to the greenhouse. And uh, my whole family talking about being homesick for Albania, and I thank God for that. I thank God that uh, my family is ready to go back. It'd be hard on me if they weren't, uh, but I th I'm glad. If we'll just believe some things in God's hands, it's amazing what He'll put together. Amen. It's amazing what He'll make uh, uh, doable. He's uh, What I thought uh, may have been hard to do, God's made it doable, and He's made it enjoyable. Amen. Uh, he's good at putting things together. 
brother, and I give him glory for that. Amen. I'm, I'm, I thank him for the life that I'm living today. I thank him for the air in my lungs, and, and most of all this morning, I thank him for Jesus, his son. I thank him for sending him down to this world, amen, to bleed and die on Calvary's cross, that a sinner like me could be saved, and, and not just saved, but put to work, and, and, and have a part in the gospel ministry. Amen. I, he, he loved me when I was lost. He loved me when I was uh, his enemy. Uh, that, that, that's what it says in Romans chapter 5. Anyway, it says we were enemies. Hey, but I, I thank God that God commended his love toward us. Amen. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners. Amen. He loved you so much when you were a sinner. I wonder what he'll do for you now that you're a son. Amen. Now that you're I wonder what we saw what lengths he went to for went to for us when we were sinners, when we were lost and enemies, ungodly and and, and wicked in the world, but I, I think we'd be surprised. <laughs> that may be a small statement uh, to see what lengths he would go to uh, for his sons. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 19, just going to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Let's notice Jesus in this chapter. Uh, Luke chapter 19, uh, <clears throat> not a Christmas message, amen, uh, but then again it is. May, it's Jesus. Amen. I think somebody said He's the reason for the season. Amen. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press, because he was little of stature. Can I say those riches that he had were not enough to satisfy him? Right. He was still looking for something else. Something new came to town. Let me say someone new came to town and he needed this one. He needed Jesus. Those riches were not enough to satisfy the in <coughs> The inward desires of his soul, he needed Jesus. He sought to see Jesus who he was and could not for the press because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass by that way. Amen. How many are glad Jesus passed by your way? Amen. I'm glad He passed by my way. One day I was seven years old. Amen. I was raised in church, and uh, the preacher preached the gospel that Sunday night to us. I went home, and my dad tucked us in bed. He turned out the lights, and all I could think about was I was lost, and I didn't want to go to hell. And I went and met my dad in the living room. He'd be kneeling down at the couch uh, many nights praying. And uh, went down there to my dad and said, Dad, I need to be saved. Seven years old, I received Jesus as my Savior and uh, uh, didn't really know uh, how much He had saved me from then. But every day that I live, amen, I see what He saved me from. Amen. Uh, most amen. of my sins I committed after I was saved. Yeah, but I'm glad He saved me. Amen. amen. From the past, uh, from present, and future sins. Uh, for he was to pass by that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. Zacchaeus was up a tree. 
He was up in the tree looking at Jesus. And I'm sorry, when I see that scripture, hope I'm not taking it out of context. I'm nervous preaching in front of Brother Josh this morning. I have a lot of respect for him. I know if there's anybody going to preach you the Word of God, it's going to be Brother Lawson. And I'm nervous. If I say anything wrong, straighten me out, preacher. <laughs> uh, when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him. He saw, G he saw Zacchaeus up in the tree. Amen. He told Zacchaeus, come down. Come down from the tree. Yes. Amen. And Jesus, I just think about how Jesus told Zacchaeus to come down from the tree. Because Jesus was going up a tree one day. He's that tree, that tree's my spot. Amen. They told Jesus come down from the tree. He didn't come down. Amen. That, that spot wasn't for Zacchaeus. Amen. That, that, that place on the tree between, spanned between heaven and earth. Uh, uh, everyone that's hung on a tree, the Bible says, is cursed. And, and I thank God that Jesus took my place in the tree and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Maybe we could tie it to the Christmas story this way. I think about that inn. Yes, sir. Amen. They had no room for Jesus. I've heard it many preached many times that way. Mary and Joseph were looking for a place to stay that night. They looked at the inn and there was no room for them. But I'm glad we find one man today. Amen. He opened the doors to his house and let Jesus yes, come in. Amen. Can I say that this morning? Let Jesus come in. Let him come into your home. Let him come into your heart. And, and you'll be surprised the changes he makes in you. Right. Amen. You'll be surprised of the eternity that he'll give to you. Amen. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Uh oh, verse 7. And they saw it. And when they saw it, somebody said, We're still trying to figure out who they are. They are everywhere. When they saw it, they all murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is a son of Abraham. Amen. Verse right. 10, we see the Christmas, maybe, maybe this ties to Christmas as well. For the Son of Man is come. Amen. I'm glad he came. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. That's why he was born in the manger. Amen. Amen. Seeking to save that which was lost. Let's say a prayer. Blessed Heavenly Father, please pray for us in the preaching. Blessed Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to stand behind the, the, the holy desk here and preach yes. the Word of God. Lord God, I'm trusting you this morning. Lord God, you called me, Lord God, to preach the Word. You filled us with the Holy Spirit. And I pray, dear God, you just use us as you see fit today. Yes, Lord. Lord God, if we're just to read the Scriptures, help us to read them well. Lord God, if we're to expound, help us to expound them well, Lord God. 
I pray that Jesus would be glorified and edified and uh, or rather exalted and the church would be edified this morning. Lord God, I pray you'd have your will and your way. Lord God, thank you so much for the wonderful time we enjoyed with the church in Saranda this morning. I pray you'd let us uh, enjoy the time around your word today. Make this time, Lord God, what you've intended for it to be. Yes. Lord God, if there's someone lost, save them. Seek and save, Lord God, that which is lost. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And we have uh, two thoughts that we want to preach this morning. Uh, two different messages uh, running through my mind. And, and uh, number one, I, I want to preach on Let Jesus In. That's the title of one message. And the title of the other message is He's Worth Climbing Trees to See. Amen. He's worth climb, getting up in a tree to look at Him. Uh, uh, Zacchaeus, uh, he was a little man. Uh, and he was a rich man, the Bible says. He was a chief man. Uh, but he was up a tree to get a glimpse of this one that we call Jesus, the Savior of the world, the, the Lamb of God. Can I say he's worth looking at? He's worth uh, stopping everything to see. He's worth uh, clearing out your Sunday mornings, your Sunday evenings, uh, uh, your Wednesday evenings. Uh, uh, he, he's worth getting to the house of God uh, every time the doors are open uh, just to get a glimpse of him. I think about John the Baptist as as, as those two disciples were there with him and they saw Jesus walking, he said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And, and those two disciples that were beside John, they left him and, and they followed Jesus. Can I say he's worth uh, getting, catching a glimpse of. If you'll ever catch a glimpse of Jesus, uh, my friend, you'll never be the same. Yeah, I, I'm glad that Jesus passed by my way one day. It says, in verse number one, Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. <coughs> Excuse me. It says uh, uh, in our concordance that Jericho, the meaning of the, of the name Jericho is a place of fragrance. A place of, of fragrance. There was a, a Jericho uh, according to the uh, definition that I read was a, a very fruitful place. A, a very beautiful place. Lush and flowers uh, uh, blooming everywhere. Gardens uh, blooming. It was a very beautiful place. And, and can I say I'm glad that Jesus, uh, he'll take a few moments and walk through his garden. Amen. Uh, that's what the church is. Uh, and and, and and the application that I'm making now, it is the garden of God. And, and Jesus, he'll take time and he'll walk through the garden. He'll come by in the evening. I'm thinking about Song of Solomon, how it talks about him walking through the garden. Hey, can I say that he'll come and he'll give you what you need in the time that you need it. He'll give you water when you need it. If there's ever been a gardener, there's never been one like Jesus. Amen. He knows how to take care of his own. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what you're facing today. I know uh, uh, some people say preacher, uh, that preaching is old fashioned stuff. Uh, we need something more modern today uh, to, to be relevant uh, to the modern world. But can I say no, no, no. Uh, we just need a fresh glimpse of Jesus. Amen. We need to see Jesus for who he really is. Because if you ever get a glimpse of him, you'll never be the same. 
Jesus passed through Jericho, that place of fragrance. I thank God for when he passes through. I thank God for the fragrance. This this may not apply to the message, but maybe it does. I thank God. I know the smell of my home church. I know the smell. I I know the. I, I don't know how to explain it. It has that same aroma. Uh, when I left seven years ago, and when we arrived seven years later, I walked in the doors and I smelled it, and I said, "Boy, this smells like my church." Amen. This smells like the place where Jesus uh, fell down and and met me and saved me and called me to preach. <laughs> I still remember. I still remember uh, uh, going out to Camp Zion out there in Myrtle, Mississippi. They took us out to a, a building that was called the Prayer Building. I, I forgot the name of it. They got them named after the fruits of the Spirit out there. Uh, uh, but I forgot the name of the Prayer Building. And I remember laying down there on my face and praying with a group of men. And there was a certain aroma that I smelled. And, and from time to time when I get on my face with my Bible close to me, I can catch a glimpse of that aroma, that, that fragrance. And it takes my mind back to what God did for me. It takes me back to what God did for me in the past and, and how he spoke to me and where he met with me. I thank God for the fragrances uh, that, we, that we have around the King of Kings. Amen. I, I thank God for the reminders that he gives us of what he's done for us. Amen. 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 The, the, the place of fragrance. Verse number two, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. The name Zacchaeus, let's read it a little bit further, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. He was rich. Look at the end of verse three. He was little of stature. Look at the end of verse seven. He was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. We see all kind of descriptions of Zacchaeus. We see he was a chief among the publicans. He was rich. He was little of stature. He was a sinner. We see that he had taken in verse number 8 things by false accusation. He was ready to get things right, but nevertheless he had done it before. He wasn't the man you wanted to be in business with. Amen. Not with Zacchaeus. But the name of Zacchaeus... I find, I looked it up this morning, I was so interested in studying this, uh, the name Zacchaeus means pure. Pure. And I thought that's not the word I would have thought of when I thought of Zacchaeus. Not pure, maybe corrupt, maybe messed up, maybe maybe a, a man that would uh, reach around and stab you in the back if you get in a business deal with him. He was a rich man. He was a chief man. He was in charge. He was a, he was a short man, little of stature, physically uh, impaired there. He was a sinning man, and he was a dishonest man. But Jesus, Jesus made the changes in Zacchaeus' life. Right. Jesus made the changes. He was little of stature, number one. He was little of stature. He was by nature. He by nature he was short. By nature. And that takes me back over to Romans. Is it Romans three? For all have sinned yes. and come short of the glory of God. Amen. We're all short by nature. Spiritually speaking. Uh, 
For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And, and that, that was interesting trying to translate that into Albanian. Come short of the glory of God. And we had to use a word that said we couldn't quite reach it. Couldn't reach it. We were trying to reach, but we couldn't get up there. Amen. We were too short. That makes me think of Zacchaeus, uh, and that's the position we all were in spiritually. We couldn't. We couldn't uh, meet uh, the standards of, of the law of God. Uh, but I'm glad that God uh, sent a Son. Uh, amen. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save uh, that which was lost. Uh, uh, those of us that were lost in sins, and those of us that could not uh, um, uh, uh, reach those. Uh, those laws of God, the standards of God. I'm glad God had a way of grace. I'm glad He sent Jesus to bleed and die on Calvary's cross so that I could be saved and so that we could be born again. Amen. He sought to see Jesus who He was, could not for the press because He was little of stature. Then he climbed up into a tree. I see that. I wonder how many of us try to fix our short problem ourselves. Mm -hmm. Amen. We, we try to find our own uh, conclusion. We try to find our own helps. Uh, Zacchaeus was short, and uh, he said, I'm, I'm going to climb this tree, make myself taller so I can see Jesus. I can finally lay my eyes on him. <laughs> Amen. I can finally catch a glimpse. I can finally get up close to him where I can get a good glimpse. I'll get up above everything that's blocked in me and I'll see Jesus. How many of us have tried to fix our sin problem ourselves? Amen. How does that work out? Not too good. Not too good. I've tried to fix it myself. You've tried to fix it yourself. But can I say every time we just have to be honest with God. Have to be honest with God. God, Jesus, God manifested in the flesh, looked up at Zacchaeus. He said, come down. I know you're up there trying to fix your height problem, but come down. Right. Come, come be honest with me about your height. Come show me who you really are. Isn't that what, what Jacob had to do with God when he was wrestling with God there in the Old Testament? And, and as they were wrestling, they said, he said, what is your name? And he had to tell him, Jacob. He had to be honest about who he was. The name means supplanter, that crooked one. Is that right? Yes, sir. Amen. I thought my memory served me well. <laughs> he had to be honest with God about who he was. Right. We're going to have to be honest with God about who we are as well. Amen. Amen. Stop trying to climb the tree of self-righteousness. Right. Get down, stand flat-footed with Jesus and say, Lord, this is who I am. Amen. Amen. And I thank God somebody wrote a song, somebody that must have known something about that. And we sing it just about every service in Albania, just as I am. Without one plea. Amen. But that thy blood was shed for me. That's always that's how we stand before God, without one plea. His blood was shed for us. <clears throat> and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. For today I must abide at thy house. He said, Zacchaeus, make haste, hurry. Can I say, when it's time to do business with God, it's not time to think about ah, next week. 
I'll do it tomorrow. I, when, when God comes to you and shows you that you're lost, when you hear the preacher and God conviction in your heart, the Holy Ghost shows you that you need to be saved. It's time to do business with God then. Amen. When that gospel message becomes clear to you and you hear about who Jesus is and, and, uh, and uh, you have that desire to be saved, to be born again, uh, there, there's something about our pride that wants to push it off and say, well, no, not right now. Maybe after... After this party, maybe if I do it right now, my friends are going to talk about me. If I do it right now, my, the guys at work are going to talk about me. I can't receive Jesus right now. But Zacchaeus, it was time to do business with God, and Zacchaeus was told to make haste. That means hurry up. That means don't waste any time. Right. Come down. Stand flat-footed there with Jesus. Be honest with who you are. Amen. Amen. He'll be honest with who he is. He said, for today I must abide at thy house. He said, I must. He, this is a dire necessity. He said, I must abide at your house. Can I say this today? That Jesus must abide at your house. Right. He must abide at your house. I see, I see and hear stories today. I wasn't allowed to do it. Uh, how, how the young people, they'll close off their rooms and they'll, have their, they'll live in their own little uh, virtual world uh, in their own rooms and, and, and hide from their parents and everything. But can I say, uh, he must be in your room. Right. He must be in your home. He must be in your heart. He must be in your closet. He must be everywhere. It's a, Jesus is a necessity to your home. Right. Is that right? Is that, right. Am I saying that right? I'm not saying He's some kind of a tool that we use. He's the, he's the Savior of the world. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And He said, I must abide at thy house. I must abide at thy house. And I don't know about you today, I, but I know there's been time, time to time that, that I've got busy. Maybe I've got cumbered about with much serving. Uh, and it's easy to get caught up uh, in the work of the Lord and forget about the Lord of the work. Amen. Right. It's very easy to do that. And so many times I've been guilty of that. And, uh, and but can I say today that uh, uh, your time with God and, and Jesus, uh, Jesus abiding at your home is the most important thing. It is, it is a dire necessity that Jesus is at your house. Right. He said today I must abide at thy house. He, he didn't say uh, if you want me to. He said we have to do this. And it has to be that way. Jesus has to be in your home. Uh, you, you may say, preacher, uh, we've, we've, we've been just fine without him for a long time. Why are you saying it's such a necessity? Well, spend five minutes with him in your house and you'll see why. Uh, spend five minutes with the presence of God. Uh, hey, meeting with your family there around the Bible and you'll see why it's important. Uh, hey, you see God uh, uh, reach down and save one of your little girls in your living room and you'll see why. It's important to have Jesus in your home. Uh, can I say I'm glad. I'm glad a long time ago uh, we let Jesus in the house. Amen. I thank God that Jesus is in our home. And it's a necessity. He must abide at your house. He must abide. You have to have him. You have to have him. If, ever, if you've ever lived life with him, 
You can't imagine life without him. Amen. Right. Amen. 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 He must abide at your house. You got to have him. Amen. You ever sat at his feet? Nothing else is going to satisfy you except being at his feet. Amen. But today I must abide at thy house. Amen. He made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Thank God for somebody that accepts Jesus quickly, obediently, and with joy. Amen. Amen. A good spirit. Now let me let me kind of jump over for just a moment. I'm going to confuse y'all. Amen. Let me jump over into the other message. This is a word that God's been using to keep me going here in the States. I sat down and asked God praying about furlough, or, yeah, furlough and asking God about what to do while we're here, how to serve Him while we're here. And God just put these, this scripture here on my heart. I didn't understand it. But He showed me Zacchaeus climbing up in the tree. This short man. Can you imagine Zacchaeus? He was short. And that makes the cruel people mock him. Somebody cruel would mock somebody that's short. But then he was a dishonest man. He had gypped a lot of people. And if somebody gyps me, something in my flesh would want to get even. <laughs> so that's another reason for people to mock him. He was a chief man. He was a tax collector. That makes a lot of people want to mock him. He was a rich man. A lot of poor people around him. He was rich probably because he made a lot of people poor. And he was short. So we see a lot of reasons for people to mock this man. And what does he do? A rich man, a chief man, man that and we don't want people to mock us. We want to, we want to look good in front of people. This man, he runs. Is that, is that what the scripture says? I think he says he runs. Yep, verse 4, and he ran before. You don't see me running a lot anymore. Amen. I used to run a lot, but for some reason I've turned into one of those people that don't run. <laughs> and he ran before and climbed up. I used to climb trees a lot. He climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him. Now, now you think about a worldly person coming by and seeing this short man that gypped them, dishonest. He's the rich man, you're the poor person. He's up in a tree. Who's going to miss an opportunity like that to make fun of him? Amen. Zacchaeus, what you doing up in the tree? <laughs> and, and who knows what else they might have said. Mocking him. What was he trying to do? What made him forget about what everybody else thought about him? He said, I've got to get a look at Jesus. I've got to lay my eyes on this one that I've heard about called Jesus. Somebody said this. Somebody said it may have been Matthew, the tax collector's testimony, that made Zacchaeus 
so desirable to see Jesus. He heard, he heard Matthew's testimony. He saw how Matthew left everything and followed Jesus. And he said, I've got to see this one that Matthew was talking about. I've got to see this one that Matthew left everything to follow. And it made this man climb up in a tree, forgetting what everybody else thought about him. Because that's really what holds us back a lot of times, what people think about us. We think we care too much about what people think instead of what he thinks. And that just, that's just our pride getting in the way. Amen. But something made Zacchaeus forget about everything else. Climb up in a tree to get a look at Jesus. And I'm naturally the person that draws back, given to, to being shy, given to uh, caring a lot about what people think. But God said, son, when you get over there in America, Zacchaeus climbed trees for me. I want you to climb a tree. I want you to go out on a limb for me. It may, it may look hard. It may look like that limb won't hold you up, but you just keep on going out on that limb. What we don't know, there's a lot of things backwards in the Christian walk with God. Matter, matter of fact, the way up in God's kingdom, you've got to go down. Yes, sir. You're right. The way down in God's kingdom is when you try to get yourself up. Amen. The further, but I got the feeling it may be the same about the tree. The further you get out on a limb to, for Jesus, the closer you get to the tree. Amen. Amen. The further, the further you get out on a limb serving God, the closer you get to the tree. Amen. Closer you get to the cross, the closer you get to what's supporting you, the closer you get to what's really holding you up. Amen. I stepped out, oh, we stepped out by faith to follow God going to Albania, wondering how in the world God was going to support our family over there. Now, seven years later, looking back, we're just, wow. Wow. Look at what God's done. Look at how God's blessed. Look how God's used us. Look what God's doing. Amen. It's a blessing to see. Uh, we thought we were stepping out on a limb wondering if it was holding us up, but we were just getting too close to the most secure thing in the world. Right. God. Amen. 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 Not realizing where we were living was actually the dangerous part. Right. Out of the will of God. Sure. Somebody said this. Somebody said this. You're, I think it was your Brother Dean McNeese told us this before we left. I said, Brother Aaron, he said, your kids are safer in a foreign country, ex-communist country, safer over there in the will of God than they are in your backyard on a swing set right. out of the will of God. Right. Amen. Yes, sir. And boy, God's been so good to us, taking Amen. care of us, met every needs. And I just want to encourage somebody today, amen, uh, I, by testifying about what God has done for us. He's let us go out on some limbs, but He's proven Himself faithful. Those limbs have held us up. Verse number 7, And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying that He was gone to be guest with a man that is a sinner. Amen. Thank God for the scriptures that said the scripture that says, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. Amen. I'm glad he'll sit down with sinners. Amen. He's kind to the unthankful. In verse number eight, it says, And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. 
So what happened when Zacchaeus got serious about following Jesus? All of a sudden his earthly treasures lost their value. Right. They weren't as valuable. He, what he was fighting to get, he realized the price tag on those is not really that much. The half of my goods I give to the poor. The disciples, they gave up everything to follow Jesus. They gave up everything and they looked at Jesus and they said, Lord, we left everything to follow you. What shall we have? He said, you'll have a hundredfold in this life and eternal life. Amen. I'm thinking about having to leave my mother and my family over here. Hey, Lord, that's my mom. That's my parents. I got to leave them. But there's 20 Albanian women, kind of elderly women, that met us with open arms, been grandparents to our kids. Amen. <laughs> Yeah. Met us over there with open arms. I left my mother here, but we walked right into the arms of about 20 mothers over there. Amen. Amen that love us, yes, take son. care of us. I thank God. He'll, he'll, he'll do what He says. He'll meet those needs. The things of the world lost their value. The half of my goods I give to the poor. Half, that's a lot. Amen. You, you take half of your bank account and set it aside. That's a lot. When it comes to the whole, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. You know, you know what my flesh thinks right now? I'm thinking, Zacchaeus, you're giving up everything. Okay, you're giving half your goods to the poor. Now you're going to, somebody that you've treated dishonest, you're going to give them fourfold? That's, what are you going to have left? I think, I think Zacchaeus would look at me and say, Jesus. Right. I'm going to have Jesus. Amen. I don't know about all this world, this stuff. Uh, I'm not laying up treasures in this world anymore. My treasures are going to be laid up in heaven. I'm not setting my affection on things below. My affection now is on things above. What are you going to have left, Zacchaeus, after you give all this stuff away? Jesus. And, and he's enough. Amen. Amen. <laughs> he's enough. I don't know what you need today, but I know who's enough. It's Jesus. <laughs> Amen. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for so much as he also is the son of Abraham. We that believe by faith in Christ, also we walk in those footsteps of Abraham. Amen. We're saved by faith. Saved by faith. Faith in Christ. I believe Zacchaeus placed his faith in Jesus because Jesus said salvation has come to this house. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. That which was lost. Amen. Yeah. Amen. What'd you used to be? Where'd you used to? Where did you used to be? Who did you used to be until Jesus came along? I'd hate to. I hate for you to meet that old Aaron, the fleshly Aaron. But Jesus came to seek and to save. Was lost. Are you lost today, or are you under that? title 
was lost. Where do you stand with God today? Are you lost? Are you in the place of Zacchaeus trying to build yourself up? Trying to make yourself acceptable to God? I preached in Albania. Our next door neighbor in Albania, he's a poet. He's an engineer. Written several books. Just an intelligent man. He's probably in his probably 70 years old. His name's, uh, I won't share his name. Just a wonderful Albanian man, wonderful friend. He came to church one day and I was preaching on John the Baptist where John the Baptist said, I, uh, he, I must decrease and he must increase. I must, he must increase, I must decrease. The Albanian man came to me after the service. He's a rich man. Has a four-story house right there beside us. Hotel. He came to me and said, why do I have to decrease? He said, let him increase. Let me increase. And we'll both be happy. <laughs> he said, why do I have to decrease? And uh, the problem was he couldn't see his sinful position before God. I, I, I hope I was right in the way I explained it. I explained it like a cup of water. I said, well, you can only put so much in a cup of water. And so I have two options. I can be full of myself. Or I can dump that myself out and decrease in myself and let God fill me and be full of God. I'd rather be full of God than full of myself. That's the way I explained it to the man. But I thought, Lord, what would make a man like that rich, prideful, I've seen him do some questionable things, a little dishonest. <laughs> what would make him turn and give his life to Jesus? Then God reminded me of Zacchaeus. And God said, I can have that man up a tree before you turn your back yes. trying to get a look at me. Amen. That, that rich man, that prideful man, have him up a tree trying to get a look at Jesus. Amen. That's what we try to do there in Albania, just present Jesus. Amen. Because if anybody ever gets a taste of Him, if anybody ever gets a glimpse of the one who bled and died on the cross, that they could be saved with the greatest love picture we've ever seen. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening so attentively, so kindly. Thank you, preacher. Thank you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website, bbclexington.com.